Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now it's time for Ben and Skin's weekly FC Dallas extravaganza. Take it away, fellas. What a time if you are a local sports fan. Derek Holland standing by, getting ready to visit with him about the Rangers being in the World Series. But they aren't the only local team that is in the playoffs right now. We are joined by Paxton Pomacall and we're going to talk a little bit of FC Dallas soccer because they are also in the playoffs. Three game series uh, set up with Seattle. Three games if needed. Paxton, how you doing today, brother? What's up, guys? Always a pleasure. Man, we appreciate you jumping on with us and we know you are as big of a local sports fan as we are. So are you equally into the Rangers, the Stars, the Mavericks, and the Cowboys? I would say that there are some, some sports I like watching more than others, but once it gets to the playoffs, I tell you what, it doesn't really matter. I'm all in. So were you a Ranger fan back when Derek Holland was kicking ass for the Rangers and they were going to the World Series in 2010 and 2011? <laughs> that, was, that was too young for me, man. What? How old were you? I've gone, I was only 10. Come on! Ten, you're saying you can't be a sports fan at 10? No, no. I'm saying that I've grown to appreciate baseball a lot more <laughs> as I've gotten older. That's what I'll say. You know what? You you can say that all you want to because my my kids, they don't get baseball like I did. Uh, and it's, it is some, it is an acquired taste as you get along. Okay, so I, let's talk about uh, this big best of three series that you guys have with Seattle. We were super stoked for you guys. Excited to see you make it to the postseason. And you were on that FC Dallas team when you guys had that heartbreaking loss to Seattle back in in 2019. So, what is going on right now in your head? What's in your heart? What's on your mind right now as you head into this best of three? Yeah, I mean, we want revenge, obviously, um, for the, that game in Seattle. I feel like it's it's just destiny. It's always somehow Seattle and Dallas and and the MLS playoffs. So, it was only fitting that 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 was the first draw and. Um, at least it's a best of three games, so we for sure get a, a game in front of our fans at home, which which they deserve. But first and foremost, we got to go up there and take care of business. No doubt. And so I do. I mean, I'm curious about this. You being a local sports fan, are you do are you like glued into Ranger games on the, on the TV as they're fighting to get to the World Series, or do you just kind of catch up with the highlights? No, I'm gl- I'm glued to my couch uh, for every game. So I'll be. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make the trip out to Arlington tomorrow. I haven't haven't decided yet. But if not, I'll I'll be watching for sure. Okay, I've so glue. So who is the Adolius Garcia of FC Dallas? Who is that energizer, that spark, that electric dude who might become a villain because he's willing to challenge the whole other team and stadium to a fight if need be? Who's that spark for you guys? I mean, I don't, I don't know yet. I, I feel like we, we got to get in the fight first and, and see who comes out on top <laughs> after, you know? That guy that guy turned into a dog, I tell you what. So, um, I mean, we, we got a bunch of those guys, cap- cap- guys capable of that on the team. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see in Seattle who, who steps up and um, who, t- I guess, the analogy, who, who turns into the, the host Garcia of the of this series. 
What are the biggest challenges for you guys in this best of three? Yeah, I think that just Seattle's a very mature team uh, who who's very good at home, and obviously they in the best of three. If if it gets to that, they have the two home games. So the first game going up there is so crucial to to turn the tides and, and bring it back to to Frisco. But I mean, they they have quality players and they finished in second for a reason. So. Um, we need to find ways to exploit their back line and, and create good opportunities because they conceded one of the least amount of goals uh, all year in the in the league. And and then in terms of your team, you guys have had a full season to figure this out, but you've overcome a lot of adversity. You've had a lot of injuries and whatnot. But what would you say is the identity of this FC Dallas team as you guys head into the postseason? Yeah, I think that we've kind of gotten the – realization that every game is its own battle and um we're we're taking it day by day and we had to fight like every game's been a final the past three games and you you saw that identity in la and we're just taking that momentum into this this next game versus seattle and treating every game like like it's our last which at this point you know even though it's the best of three series we're not going up there thinking that um you know anything other than a win so that's kind of the identity we we want to showcase and hopefully we can it translates on the field so the first game is monday in seattle uh game two is that right monday in seattle yeah okay then saturday uh november the 4th back in frisco and that is a game in which you need a packed house of rowdy people you guys definitely need to feel the home field advantage for that and look you got a bunch of baseball fans that are fired up about the world series you got cowboy fans in season stars map so you should have fans who are ready to go nuts at a stadium what do you want to say to fans who are thinking about coming out there on november 4th to watch you guys battle seattle and frisco yeah i think the fans have been tremendous this year I, I mean i've been on the team a while and this is the most sellout games i think we've ever had in a single season so um i know they're going to come out there's nothing i need to say uh that that's going to motivate these fans to come out i know it's going to be a packed house a sellout game and uh hopefully we can put on a show for them because because they're going to turn up well you guys have given us a, a great journey this season congrats on making the postseason we'll be watching closely and we'll be in the house on saturday rooting for you guys getting loud rowdy and proud thanks so much for joining us paxton we appreciate it good luck in the postseason yeah thanks guys for having me go rangers yeah Let's go, Rangers. Paxton Pomacall, uh, man, we really love FC Dallas. It's been a great relationship with them now for multiple years. Uh, huge respect for Dan Hunt and Gina Miller and their whole squad out there. So we're super excited for FC Dallas. And uh, be sure to tune in, man. Don't forget, everybody's talking about the big four sports still going. The big five are still going as FC Dallas is alive in the postseason. But right now, it's time for... This? We have a guest on. Am yeah. I, am I playing something? Yeah, his, his intro. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Ben. And right now. Okay, yes. It's time <laughs> for this. Derek Holland. He's a calling. Calling in now to the Ben and Skin Show. Yes, 
yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Joining us now is that fire-throwing lefty, the great Dutch oven, Derek freaking Holland. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. That intro was electric as always. Hey. I Sorry, I almost forgot it, Derek. Yeah, that was uh, very disappointing here. <laughs> no. um, She's you know, it was all queued up uh, yeah. and everything, and you just decided to say, yeah, what? we don't need to hear that. <laughs> She's juggling. She's juggling thirty-seven things in there. She's doing a great job. Uh, That's it. Dutch, we love you, and it's awesome to be reunited with you. It's awesome to have you on the show, and it's impossible not to think back to the incredible run you and your teammates took us on in twenty ten and twenty eleven, back to back trips to the World Series as the Rangers find themselves in this World Series. And I just love following you on social media, and I think you can feel the love from the Ranger fan base. You know, extending that out to your teams that went to those world series are you are you feeling that love from the fan base like putting the two teams together let me say one thing though real quick i haven't heard anything from those astro fans that were trying to destroy me and go off on me in my little videos and stuff looks like uh it's not so cringy after all that's right but, uh but yeah no this is awesome this is such a cool thing especially now to be on the fan side of it to be enjoying it in that perspective cheering on my friends and Obviously, a former manager that I had, my coaching staff with Maddox as well. Like, this is awesome. This is what Arlington needed, you know, to go from a 100-loss team to now you're in the World Series. You've got expertise behind the the, the staff with Bochi and Maddox. You've got such a young talent that is – well, not I shouldn't say super young, but you got a young talent. This is going to last for a few years. This isn't just a one-and-done kind of thing, or as they would say, a hit and quit. We are staying here. We are going to be here for the long haul. Are there any similarities with this Ranger team to, let's call it that first Ranger team that went to the World Series against the Giants? Are you seeing any similarities? I see some similarities. Um, the lineup, I feel like they might have the better lineup, maybe. you got to look at the all-star factor. I mean, they had five guys in the starting lineup of the all-star game this year. I honestly couldn't tell you how many we had if, you know, what, what we did have back then. Um, I... I, I don't know how it compares uh, team-wise yet. I think the main thing is, you know, all three teams did what they set out to do, and that was to get to the World Series. Um, you know, two of those teams so far didn't get the job done. You know, we couldn't finish the fight. That was the thing that, that stinks. You know, the first one definitely didn't go our way. The second one was an unbelievable World Series, and, you know, we can all make excuses that maybe we should have played that day that it was supposed to be right or it got rained out and, you know, whatever. We all we have different excuses, but at the end of the day, they beat us that day. They beat us in game seven. That's it. They were the better team that day. It was just a remarkable series. Now going forward into this with Diamondbacks and the and the Rangers, you got two storybook uh, World Series stories going on right now with with them, obviously, the Diamondbacks have a, a great story. Nobody picked them to be where they were. They were also a 100-loss team two years ago. The Rangers, same thing, 100-loss team two years ago. Nobody picked either one of these teams to be here. Uh, they are kind of two opposite teams. The Diamondbacks are built on speed. The Rangers are built, built on power. It's all, to be honest, it's really going to come down to the bullpen, even though I hate saying it because I am a Ranger fan. I'm part of the Rangers organization. Well, I played here, I should say. But I think their bullpen is, is better than ours, so we have to step up and show that we are actually the better team. All right, I want to go back. We're talking to the great Derek Holland. I want to go back to game four of the 2011 World Series. That is the one in which I believe you went eight and two-thirds. Is eight that correct? Third. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was eight and a third. It's eight close. and a third. Okay, so you went eight and a third, and wasn't that the game where right before you went out there, Wash had his hands on your shoulders and was giving you that pep talk? Was that the same game? That was that was actually the game. Okay, okay. But he he had talked to me. He had talked to me the night before. Once the game was over, he had talked to me in his office and just basically had told me, you know, don't don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to overdo it. Just be you. Just go out there and compete like we know that you can. We know what you're capable of doing. He just gave me that good, confident feeling. He kind of like buttered me up and, you know, it just, it gave me even more confidence in myself going in. You know, obviously I prepared for it. I did all my homework, watching videos, studied up on the Cardinals, did everything I possibly could to be there to get the job done. But I also really wanted to pick up my teammates because of what had happened the night before. And Wash fired me up. The guys fired me up. They all had confidence in me. They knew what was going to happen or felt what was going to happen. And, no, each inning, it was like everybody was just keep keep rallying behind me, kept pushing me, kept, hey, let's keep it going, keep fighting, keep going, we got this. And it was just, it, it's just something I can't truly describe the way I really want to without saying some bad words. <laughs> right. So, dude, eight and a third in a World Series game is just unbelievable. And... When you get out there, like you're, it's the World Series. Every eyeball in sports is watching you. And as a player, do you sense that pressure? Do you feel it? I mean, are you getting text messages and calls from people out of the works you haven't talked to in years? And like, do you realize in the moment that you're in that moment, or are you just blocking it out? You definitely get the text messages of people that you've probably never even talked to or had class with back in high school, or you know, random stuff like that. But. Um, Overall, though, the way I carried myself going out there, thanks to Don Cockstein, who was my psychiatrist and helped me out, was just be you. You know, don't don't try to be something else. You know, be be Derek. Don't try to be you know Randy Johnson or uh, Cole Hamels or whatever. Just be Derek out there. Stay within yourself. And that was something that Maddox would always instill into me: is just be yourself. Trust your stuff. Don't don't try to overthrow and. You know, we've seen that a few times with some of these guys in certain situations to where we want to put more on it. But for me, the confidence, I just, I, I pictured it as if, you know, nothing's changed. The mound's still the same distance. The I'm just playing catch now with, with Napoli. That was it. It was me and Napoli play catch. And obviously we had such a great relationship both on and off the field that it was an easy connection with us when we were out there. He would know when something was wrong, he would let me know. It was like, I could literally watch him and he'd have some kind of signal to me, just letting me know like, Hey, you need to do this or do that. And then we would talk about it in the dugout. Like it was just, there was, there was nothing like it. It was as crazy as it was. It was just a magical thing. Ah, oh, so great. We're talking to the great Derek Holland and uh, man, I think you and I are, are, uh, agree on one thing. I, the, the pimping of home runs does not bother me. And I, you know, I'm a baseball lifer. My dad and I watched the Rangers together. I've, I've loved baseball forever, but I can sense with younger people, they're not as into it as I am. I, I think the pitch clock has helped. I think it's getting, making games shorter. And I think all that is good for the health of the game. And I also think allowing people to, you know, maybe uh, celebrate a little bit and, and uh, showcase and showboat. I think all of that is really good. Now, maybe I'm saying that because it's my guy, Adolis Garcia, that I love on my team doing it. But I loved your take on it as a pitcher. So uh, share with our listeners here how you feel about people pimping home runs. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> I know what you're relating to uh, or relating to here, but uh, no, for me, the thing is like, I don't care the pitch clock. I did. I hated it. I, I just wasn't a big fan of it. Cause it's like, to me, I don't want to throw a rush pitch. I want to throw a quality pitch. And I wasn't also a guy that was a slow paced guy. I was pretty quick, you know, get the ball go. So it's more for some of those guys that tend to take super long or getting in the batter's box, taking a while. But the other thing too, is I like the celebrations. Yeah. I hate it sometimes when it's in that moment because you know, what's happening to you. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy about it, make a better pitch. You don't want to see somebody pimp a home run, then make a better pitch. Don't, don't sit here and complain. And if you want to strike somebody out and you want to Kenny powers them and give them the bird or whatever. Okay. By all means, you, you did it then. If it's a big moment, like somebody asked me before too, Oh, if that was a big moment and you struck him out, would you do anything? Yeah, of course I am. I'm going to fist pump and let them know that, I just got you out, dude. Like, this is a big moment. I get tired of people getting upset with big moment home runs, and I don't care if it was the third inning, bases loaded. That's a big moment in the game. You need to show emotion. If I, I get it. Some people don't. That's fine. By all means, you don't have to. But don't get upset because somebody is living in that moment and enjoying that moment. That's That's what this game is all about. Griffey even said it. Let the kids play. If we, if we haven't heard that before, so quit complaining. I get it. It's the old school thing. Cool. If you want to hit me, by all means, hit me. Then I still get first base. Now you got to deal with me at first base and I can move around. If you're going to hit me, you better make it count. So, and, and don't get upset. Like, cool. You know, I picked the home run. You want to get mad. You want to hit me. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to get pissed because you hit me because it's your fault that you made a bad pitch and you're going to be mad at me. So you got to hit me because you made the bad pitch and I sent it to the freaking moon. So I'm sorry. That's your fault. Make a better pitch. Stop complaining. Do your thing. That's it. I mean, I get it. I, trust me. I've been on the other side of it. And yeah, I was earlier in my career. Yeah, I was pretty upset about it. But at the end of the day, I also realized a lot more as I got older and started to understand more of the raw emotions and stuff and seeing that myself in big moments, I would fist pump and do all that stuff. So I should be getting mad at myself for doing that then if that was the case. So I realized if, if I want to get upset, then there's nobody I should be mad at but myself. We are talking I'm the one that made the bad pitch. Sorry. That's right. We are talking to the great Derek Holland. I love that perspective. And uh, you're, you've always been a unique person to me because you're one of us in a way. And you're also one of them. You're a professional athlete, but you're a passionate fan about these teams. You love these local teams, which we love you for that. And, you know, you're a huge. Absolutely good. Yeah, you're a huge supporter of all these local teams, and it's really, really cool. And uh, But, you know, to see you make a take on social media and then to see people throw hate at you, I don't think people realize how hard it is to be a professional athlete. Like, even Jesse Holly. So Jesse would give an opinion, and we'd be doing a Cowboys postgame show, and somebody would go, Jesse Holly, you suck. You barely played in the NFL. 
And I'm like, do you realize how hard it is to get to the NFL? This guy won a national championship in basketball and then made it into the NFL and then played in the league for a couple of years. It was so impressive. And I'm like, that is really hard to do. That is a tiny percentage. And so I see sometimes fans say stuff like that. Hey, whatever, Derek Holland. But I saw a former player doing that crap to you. And I'm like, a former player should know better and a guy this dude i'm not trying to bring up his name or get into that but i i just found that really shocking to see a former player attacking one of your opinions just about this because he disagreed and then he started trying to come at you personally and i'm i'm like do you this guy should know better he should know how hard it is to make it to the major leagues well that's the thing he wants it to be about him you know if you look at everything it's got to be about him no matter what this it was literally we were talking i, I don't care we can you can say who it was or whatever because it's so stupid how he acted about it and i get it i said some dumb stuff too but that if, if he's going to make dumb comments then i got to make dumb comments right back to him but it's like he's trying to first of all he tried to act like i've never even been in the league he was trying to act like he's been around baseball longer than me which was stupid that's ridiculous comment on top of it this whole thing was all about which we just talked about pimping a home run and all it was was me saying, if you don't like it, make a better pitch. And then it became about him. That, to me, that's where I was like, okay, I'm done with this whole thing. Because this isn't even about you. Nobody gives a rat's butt about how long or what you've done. That's why it was funny when he made the comments to me about it. And then I was literally like, okay, cool. I still have more time than you. Whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody gives any of that about how long I've been in the game or any of they don't care that nobody's I'm done. If anything, I'm, I'm back. I'm basically about to retire. I'm now nothing. Nobody's going to care about anything that I've done in the past. Now it's about what the guys are doing on the field. That's why I make it about them. It's about the team that's playing. I care about them, what they're doing, pimping home runs by all means, I'm going to stand up for my guys as I should. I didn't make any of it about me until Jim Boogerloo decided to make it about himself. <laughs> that was the thing. We're talking to Derek Holland uh, on the <laughs> Ben and Skin Show, 97.1, uh, The Freak. Uh, so I want I want you to refresh my memory here. And let's let's first of all, what's the fastest you ever threw your fastball? Did you get up to 99 or 100? You were close, I know. No, I got to 98. Okay. I did a lot of 98s. Like, there's a yeah. lot, but... No 99s. That's insane. A left-hander throwing at 98 miles per hour. And if I recall... I was, well, I can say this, too. Just last year and the year before, before I blew my elbow out, um, I was throwing in 97. Like, <laughs> I was right there last year. I mean, I was, I'm was i 36. So I was still throwing hard, and then, you know, finally got my money's worth, blew the the whole thing out. But whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, and the thing is, too, I do want to say this. Like, with 98, I could have thrown 98 we'll say six, which would round up on a regular radar to 99. But when you see the sheet, though, when it comes out to you, it'll still say 98.6. So I would never, even if I did, I want the solid 90. It had to be 99.0 for me to actually confirm that I did it. Well, uh, Mike Maddox was your pitching coach. You're a huge fan, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, he's back with the Rangers. And I'm reminded of the time that you were trying to help me with my golf game. And uh, you had told me, you know, I said, I can't stop slicing. And you said, well, yeah, just put a little Vaseline on your driver and you won't slice. And I thought that was pretty funny. So you invited me to come golf with you and I came, showed up and guess what? Mike Maddox is there. And I'm like, okay, now I am terrible at golf and my mechanics are terrible. And he's kind of a scientist who can fix mechanics. So 
At one point while we were playing, he got down and tried to show me the path that my driver should take. Uh, and he <laughs> felt on my driver and he felt Vaseline. And uh, is that what we call it? <laughs> and uh, he goes, "What is this?" And uh, I just found that to be a hilarious moment. Uh, how do you recall that? Yeah, he was uh, he was very thrilled to see that. I mean, it was funny because he was all the thing that kills me the most is he is he's such a nice dude. He's gonna have fun with you, goof off, and everything. But you gave him a serious question. Is how he he took that. He was like, "Okay, he's serious, so I'm going to help him." So he actually took his own time of trying to be serious now instead of goofing off and show you. And then once he got down and touched your driver, he was like, okay, that's, that's okay. I'm out. This isn't, this isn't right. He's just messing with me. So he probably thought personally, like, okay, this jerk is just joking around with me rather than actually being serious with me. So that, yes, I do remember that. And my God, that was so funny. He, he didn't say a word. He just got up, walked off, got his cart. And I thought it was extra funny that I told him, no, it was your pitcher who told me to put the strange substance on the ball to alter <laughs> on the club, uh, which is so funny. But uh, we've had a lot of great memories over the year. Uh, years, but I've seen how big your heart is, and you are such a kind person to our community, to our market, to anybody in need, especially children. And we'd be remiss not to bring up the great Briggsberry, our mutual friend. Um, uh, you know, we 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 love their their family. Such nice people, Everett and Deanna, and of course Briggs's brother is, is still involved in our show and a moderator in our Facebook group. And it's just such a great family. But the way that you loved that man and helped him, that little guy, and just you wrote his name on your spikes and. You know, we went to his hospital room continuously, and uh, I just got to see how much you care about people, and I wish everyone got to see that. And I'd just love to give you a few minutes to talk about Briggs. Yeah, I do want to say, and I, I'm not the type of person to always do this, but I'm going to do it only because you had brought it up. Uh, when I did the ceremonial first pitch with Kinsler, uh, obviously I had a Rangers jersey on, my jersey, and caught the first pitch, whatever. So I'm walking, and I was sitting with everybody, so I'm going into my seat, and I saw this little kid and his dad sitting there and I thought, you know, I don't need this Jersey. Why not just give it to him? So I hurry up and signed it when I was downstairs beforehand. I knew I was going to give this away to begin with. I was going to give it to a fan, whoever, but I wanted to make sure I found the right one. And sure enough, I found this little kid and his dad sitting there and they're the kids crushing some dipping dots. And of course, <laughs> as kids do, they're all over their face. So I was like, man, I gotta be careful because if I give this to him, he might think it's a napkin and just wipe his face all over it. <laughs> but ended up giving it to the dad. He had no idea it was even me. He just like, I was like, hey man, here, you can have my jersey or have this jersey. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Didn't think anything of it, like didn't look at me, like really like see. And I I love that, first of all. That that was good to me because I didn't want, I didn't want him to wreck. I just wanted to give it to him. I wanted to give it to him, go walk away. I don't want you to, I didn't want you to realize what was going on, who it was. It was just, here's a free Jersey. I'll see you later and sneak away. So I gave him the Jersey and then he actually put it out on the internet, which that was cool. And then as for Briggs, yes, I've continued to carry his legacy with him and his mom and dad. Uh, I invite them. Well, now that I'm not playing, they were uh, at almost every single opening day. I made sure that they would be there with my family and treat them just like mom and dad. I actually call them mom and dad. Uh, I talked to them periodically uh, I do have my event November 2nd at the Lava Cantina in the Colony uh, at 7 p.m. We'll have Stoney LaRue playing. 
uh, one of my good buddies, Bryce Hensley, is going to be playing. But uh, we continue the legacy with them and sharing Briggs' story of how I met him. And to be honest, I, I know we don't, we're not supposed to talk politics and religion, but that's where, and I know you remember this, but that's where I truly felt the, the presence of God with Briggs on that bed. Um, I don't want to get into too much detail because I know I'll break down, but that was a, a big moment. I talk about that. I talk about the other kids that I've worked with. Uh, Adriana is another one that I talk about with what she's done. She would send me uh, stories on her iPad, videos, everything, even stuff of me that she would do, build Legos. Um, one of the other cool things I got to do, a little boy by the name of Jake, Jacob, um, he had uh, had just started cancer and Adriana wasn't able to come to the concert. So we FaceTimed her and let her see everybody cheer for her, which was the coolest thing in the world. Hmm. And then I had Jake up there, which was awesome to cover up for since Adriana couldn't be there, which I didn't actually know about. It was kind of thrown at me at the last minute. And he's never been to a concert before. I had Chase Rice there. I talked to Chase about it. I told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to let this kid introduce you because I think this is really cool. So we got Jacob on stage. He told his story about how he's starting chemo and he's going to beat cancer. And dude, you talk about something raw emotion and everything, a pimping of a home run. This was it right here. Jacob had this crowd ready to run through a wall. It was incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm talking fired up. And then he introduces Chase Rice. Chase performs. He's up there with his family, having fun, everything. Year goes by. He comes back to my foundation. I find out he beat cancer. Hey. I was like, this, this is so awesome. I asked Children's Cancer Fund, can we do one thing? That's the only thing I would love to do just so he can get some true appreciation for what he's done. And and that was to ring the bell. I didn't want to disrespect at all by any means the the um, doing that at the, the hospitals. I know that's the normal way to do that, but I asked if we could have permission to do that. They gave us permission, surprised him with the bell. And I told him right before, I'll never forget it because it's such a cool feeling. I said, when I took the mic away, I didn't want people to hear me, but I was telling him, you know, this is awesome what you did, but I also want you to feel what it's like now to ring that bell and see this whole crowd erupt. This is all for you, and this is all the people that are believing in you, that believed in you, and that were there for you no matter what, they were ready for you, and they wanted to walk this journey with you. So when you ring that bell, you take a quick look and watch and listen, and that whole place erupted. It was awesome. I'm talking tears in everybody's eyes, myself. It was it just straight emotional thing, and just being able to see a kid beating cancer, ring that bell, and have 1,500 people screaming and cheering for him it was on, I mean, he was going nuts. Like it was, I can't even describe how cool it was. He was jumping around, fist pumping, everything. You you would have thought he was a Dolores Garcia hitting a <laughs> grand slam in Houston to go ahead and just put those guys to sleep. But anyways, yes, it was, dude, it was so cool. It, it, that's what I try to do. I want to try to, I try to bring as much joy to those kids, especially when I go see them at the hospitals, doing voices for them, just whatever I can to take them away from what they're dealing with. That's That's what it's all about. It's not... It's not about me being the baseball player or any of that. Like, no matter what I do on the field, will never amount to what it feels like to be able to help some kid to get through and beat cancer. That is like, th there's nothing like that. That's my World Series right there. Yes, sir. Hey, much love, Dutch. Thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. We'll be following along on social media, and we're going to blast out the 60 Feet 6, uh, all the promotion for the Lava Cantina event November 2nd. Thank you for taking the time to join us, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Okay, bye.
<laughs> there he goes. The Dutch oven. That was awesome. All right, coming up next, Christina, yes. where are you going to take us in the 140 shorty? Uh, where on earth do you take someone for a first date, Ben? Boom. That's coming up next. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.